0: Hello Curiosity Seekers and Adventurous Thinkers, welcome to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast for the relentlessly curious. This season, our host and Applied Curiosity Lab's Chief Curiosity Seeker, Becky Saltzman, will be sharing the studio with ACL's Chief Experience Producer and Favorite Sister, Jennifer Felberg. The lens is, and always will be, Curiosity. Each week, fun and formal conversations center around one delectable curiosity bite designed to give your brain the time and ideas to think about thinking, to flex your curiosity muscle, and maybe even revolutionize the way you think.
1: Just got back from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, where I was a, sponsored by Merck KGAA, Darmstadt, Germany. <laughs> and uh, their EMD, which is the performance materials that does liquid crystals for all kinds of displays. They have essentially a lot of chemicals that go into the things that we see and do. Our screens, our displays, stuff like that. Fascinating. Then I had some time to wander the show floor. And want to know some highlights of things that I saw?
0: Absolutely.
1: Guess how many people, before I tell you, guess how many <sighs> people attend? It's one of the largest
0: conferences in the world. Yeah, probably the one of the most interesting ones too. Uh, several, probably 100,000, 200,000 wow. people. Wow. Were
1: were was were the estimates for the last 2 years. And the overwhelming buzzwords were 5G, mm-hmm. the ability to have these high-speed real-time networks that are able to transfer data at what they call real-time. And of course, autonomous vehicles all over the place. AI, machine learning, quantum computing. There was some really interesting talks, and I got to interview one of the guys who's one of the owns a quantum computing c- company that creates these qubits. Fascinating. But it all comes down to big data transfer, storage, and analytics, and how that big data can help people. There were sex toys that you could. Connect to the web to to the to the cloud that would show you the best ways of having an orgasm. There were ways to uh, remove surveillance. There was ways to protect your data. One of the things that a lot of people were talking about was subscription fatigue. You had talked about how many times, how many subscriptions that you had gotten rid of after at the first of the year. All these automatic renewals, these subscriptions that you owe—free oh, subscription for a month, and then it goes to monthly fees. There were things that help your elderly parents track your parents, track falling, kids, all of this. But it all comes down to tracking you or tracking people or your pets or your babies in order to help you do stuff, like help you make decisions or help you optimize yourself. I was surprised how often the question of are big data analytic companies, good or evil, was dismissed because these are all companies that rely on some form of data to create products that are supposed to help us. Data doesn't spy on people. People spy on people with some of the answers, but it's often not the most simple fact to grasp. And that leads to the curiosity
0: bite. What's your definition of evil? Let's see. It's an outcome that affects an entity, a person or a culture or something created by a perpetrator who is only doing it for the satisfaction of themselves.
1: All right. I think it's a good start.
0: <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> oh,
1: shoot. It's <that> hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it is hard because we get into all kinds of things which we will delve into. We'll start with Susan Neiman. She wrote a book called Evil in Modern Thought. I think it was like around 2000. In this book, she talks about two main events that she considers central poles of the modern era of evil. And one was Lisbon, Portugal, and one is Auschwitz. And Lisbon is an an example of more of a natural or potentially metaphysical or supernatural evil. In 1755, it was kind of the dawn of enlightenment. An earthquake destroyed Lisbon. And at the time it was one of the major cities in Europe. And the, that was considered a theodicy, which is the vindication of divine Goodness mm-hmm. and providence in view of the existence of evil. So mm-hmm. the behavior of the people of Lisbon, this was God's retribution for whatever they were doing in Lisbon. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one turning point. And then the other turning point was the Holocaust. And she's saying that before that disaster, evil was thought to come in three v- varieties. Natural, like a natural disaster. I don't know how that is really considered evil. But like a famine Yeah, maybe like that. But then she distinguishes that between natural from metaphysical, which I'm not really sure of the distinction. Maybe it's a supernatural versus a natural that was perpetrated by God or something like that as retribution. And then there's moral evil. But the main research around evil or the consideration of evil had to do with theodicy all about retribution so remember like aids when aids came out the evangelicals or the westboro baptist church or mm-hmm. these groups that were saying this is god's
0: way of getting rid of evil
1: evil homosexuality, homosexuality. right and then there was mm-hmm. so there was so much meaningless destruction that it was kind of became it became futile to really think of natural and metaphysical calamities as acts as only acts of god and Yet the religious fundamentalists would continue to use morally the morally inflicted word evil to describe natural disasters. So it became like, okay, you're an evil person because your morals are whatever, mm-hmm. not questionable, and the evil that is perpetrated against you is due to I mean it's kind of a conflation of the two because it, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's moral moral evil, evil is like where you like homosexuality is immoral and that's evil and so what you get is what you deserve i see and then there then there are kind of historic different historical ways of explaining like hegel tried to explain evil as necessary steps in the march toward history so it's it's inevitable that the haves take over the have-nots that's how history works or the the powerful smash the unpowerful that's just a natural progression of history and then Nietzsche argued that evil is a problem we brought on ourselves by inventing these moral categories, homosexuality or purity that don't reflect
0: the ways of the natural world. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. And then human nature kind of things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think
1: that's a potential. I think Nietzsche had something to think about there. And then evil, the third thing was evil is a clear moral category of its own defined by acts. And this kind of goes to your definition of intentional
0: malevolence intent plays a pretty big role in how you think co- about evil yeah and how i think about evil at least it does yeah
1: okay think of some, who when you think of evil who do you think of
0: pol pot or which i learned only from the, the killing, killing fields. fields
1: well i don't know so you think that that is evil intent because he was the political leader in communist khmer rouge in the communist khmer rouge government in cambodia what was it like Mid-70s, mid to late 70s, 75, something like that. During that time, I think an estimated one to two million Cambodians died of starvation, execution, disease, or overwork. And he had a center. I think it was like the S21 center. It was so notorious that of the 20,000 people imprisoned there, guess how many were known to have survived? 7,000. 7,000? Yeah. Seven actual 7. I was no. like I was like what? How would you have known 7? And you had 1000. You ruined your oh, answer. Oh no. But, yeah. But like his the, the, seven, 7 7 people, people out of 20,000 were said to have survived his I mean this was a very evil guy, but his Khmer Rouge group it was really an attempt to socially engineer a classless communist society and they took aim at intellectuals and ethnic Vietnamese, civil servants and religious leaders even though you think of him as evil for evil's sake, in a certain way, he was evil for an ideal or an ideology. I can can think of four types of evil. Tell me if you think of anything else. So I'm going to ask you what you think. Okay. All right. First one is instrumental evil. That's evil that occurs to carry out some other purpose. So it's slightly different, like Bernie Madoff. Right. He wasn't I mean, maybe people could say that his was outcome greedy. was, he was greedy. He was, yeah, greedy. I mean, yeah. he was very greedy. And what happened turned into devastation for people financially. I don't know if that's evil. I mean, it was an evil outcome. But was if his intent was greed, okay, to your definition, if his intent was greed, was Bernie Madoff evil?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like BP, BP oil and yeah. the spill. They had aggressive business ventures. That's what led to the spill. And that's an evil pursuit. All right, then let me ask you this.
1: In capitalism, shareholder supremacy, it might not have been forever, but in the last 30 years, let's say, maybe 40 years since, or 50 years since the 70s, shareholder supremacy is pretty much a concept. And you may think that that's evil, that you value value profits over anything else until your time to retire requires you to cash out your portfolio so that you can pay for assisted living. You're 80 years old. And all of a sudden, you realize that these companies that you invested in that were profit-driven companies that had average returns, you know, 6%, whatever, had completely shrunk because they focused on making their employees happier at work. How is that going to help you
0: Pay for your retirement or your assisted living. Why does it have to be one or the other? I would hope, and I still hold out some hope, that there are companies out there that do that work ethically and financially responsibly.
1: And there are B Corps which benefit corps, where they specify, like New Seasons, the grocery store here right now, they specify, although I wonder if they were just bought out. I wonder if that'll stay a B Corp. That'll be interesting to watch. But anyway, they specify benefits by which they measure. It's not just growth. It's not just return. But if your financial advisor said, hey, listen, let's put your money where your mouth is. When you retire, on average, these B Corps have a 2% return on investment. And as long as you can get into an assisted living place that is subsidized by Medicare, you
0: or Medicaid, I can't remember which one. <laughs> I think it's Medicare and then Medicaid for... If you're poor. If you, yeah.
1: Well, whatever one, you would be able to do that kind of assisted living if you do this B Corp portfolio. If you do a portfolio of companies that are committed to creating returns for you, committed to profitability, what decision would you
0: make? For the record... <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm I gonna would tell invest. your financial advisor right now. No, no, don't call Laura. I, maybe I'm idealistic, but. I'm hoping that a lot of companies do not have evil intent.
1: Okay, that's fair, but that is totally shirking your answer. I'm asking you a question. Option. Be Corp! be Corp! beat Corp! be Corp! Be core. <laughs> All right, fine,
0: fine. You go ahead and do that. <laughs> no, I'm going to sponge off of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, the second type of evil is the idealistic evil, like we talked about Pol Pot, yeah. that is motivated by lofty ideals. Now-
0: like Chairman Mao or...
1: Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Or even, one could argue, certain white supremacists who have this ideal of racially segregated societies. We have, you know, we're white, we have this country, you're black, you have this country, you're this color, you have this country.
0: Yeah. I'm not trying to harm anybody. I just want to keep people separate, keep Can't them we separated. All- <laughs> keep them separated. But... You know, we can't. We all
1: just get along with you living where you live and I live where I live. Yeah, no problem. That is idealistic evil. And evil. When you think of idealistic evil, and you think of so those first two instrumental evil. Right. Why everyone that we think about,
0: are male. Oh, I've got plenty of evil woman. (laughs) Evil woman. God, that song reminds me of Jeffrey. In
1: the bathtub with it glaring.
0: Or allowing me my little square in his room to dance.
1: Dance to evil woman. Did he give you a square? (laughs) He gave me a
0: little square in his room. He said, you can't dance all over my room, but I will give you a little square that you can dance in. That's so... That's kind of cute. It is. It's not evil. think about it. Yeah, it's
1: not evil. But I
0: know some evil women. What? Who? There was an Italian serial killer in like the early 40s. Yes. I can't say her name, of course, and you'll make fun of it. (laughs) Leonardo Chianucci. She murdered three women and made tea cakes and soap out of their remains. Was it because she
1: was pissed at them for something? Was it vindication like the help when she put the poop in the pie? They
0: were all (laughs) poop in the pie. Uh, They were all just her middle-aged neighbors. Oh, that's what happens when you don't get invited to play the
1: 1940s Italian version of Mahjong or (laughs) Bunko.
0: She was was superstitious and she committed the grisly crimes to break a family curse.
1: Oh, well, you do what you got to do. Yeah. All right. So she fell into the category of idealistic. Yeah. But you always think about the evil maniacal like Joseph Mendel. He was doing all of those experiments on Jews and other prisoners in the concentration camps. But a lot of really valuable, interesting studies, like twin studies and stuff, have come from really evil studies, like Joseph Mendel. I mean, to a lesser extent, Milgram shock experiments and stuff like that. that I wouldn't equate that with Joseph Mendel. But you know, Mengel. Mangle. Mengel. But you don't think of women.
0: Ilsa Koch. Who's Ilsa Koch? She was called the witch of Buchenwald. Really? Yes. She was a nymphomaniac. And she was extremely evil, she enjoyed beating the prisoners mm. and forcing them to perform sexual activities and even skinning those who had distinctive tattoos. And then she would use the tattooed skin to cover her books. So that's, that's evil! Yeah, that's, Come but that, on. That, that's evil
1: for the enjoyment of evil. Right. And let's take a minute to talk about the third form of evil.
0: Stupid evil. Stupid evil. Like someone, like a pilot that had a drink before he got on the plane and then... Me. And then all of a sudden, the plane, the pilot's name was
1: <laughs> Fly Holy Fook! <laughs> I mean, oh my God!
0: I'm going to put the
1: link in the show notes to this horrific newscaster who oh, got pranked God. into reading. I think it was the Indonesian plane that went down. Yeah. And she got pranked into reading these names. Oh, God. Fly Too Low, Bing Bang Ow, Holy. F- I mean, that's, it's not even funny. Something tingwong. Something wrong. It's not even funny, but I will tell you. I can't stop. I. Have, how many times have you watched that
0: video, you think? I can't even tell you how okay, many I'm times. Okay, I'm going to
1: put in the show notes this video.
0: I and, think Steven even sent me the other day just, oh, to, just,
1: just to make you laugh again. Yes. I mean, it is <laughs> so wrong. And that is evil. That's kind of laughing at something that is evil because it's really poking fun. It's, that's like multi-layers of like racism. That's, There's a little
0: racism in there for sure. Damn, evil? that is evil No, I mean, sometimes we have to laugh at tragedy People deal with tragedy in different ways. I don't think that's evil.
1: And then the fourth kind of evil, back to the one we talked about with the witch of Bergenbelsen, or is it Bergenbelsen? Bogenwald. Uh, oh, Bogenwald. evil for the enjoyment of evil. So yeah. in the old timey days, they called it demonic evil. Where does this come from?
0: Where does demonic evil come from? Or the
1: evil for the enjoyment of evil? They used to call it demonic evil before they knew about neuroscience. It
0: comes from. <laughs> it comes from Satan.
1: <laughs> Satan. Now with what we know about science, how does Satan make us evil?
0: It gets inside of us (laughs) and it changes our neurochemistry and messes up our brain so that we can blame it on some type of mental illness or science related illness. badness (laughs) (laughs) Badness <laughs> like <laughs> which is like a brain tumor like something. a brain tumor, but that's the devil getting inside <laughs> you and messing with everything and then you have d- demonic evil. Okay,
1: so take the Aurora killer.
0: borealis <laughs> 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 the Aurora, oh.
1: No, I'm talking about the Aurora killer. Oh now it, to insist that he was able to choose between inflicting tremendous harm or not doing so, but he chose harm. Yeah. That assumes that evil is voluntary. Now, if you assume that evil can't be involuntary, then evil doesn't have to be the explicit objective of the one who commits it. And then that throws your intention contention out the window. In other words, if this guy supposedly could not choose, it just was chosen for him that between his urges to for whatever reason to shoot up a bunch of people or not right then it's an involuntary act or a lack of control yeah and then according to your definition that person is not evil okay you think about that let me throw another one out at you (laughs) think about because i'm gonna throw another one think Mm -hmm. about jerry sandusky remember that oh yeah Retired Penn state college football coach years and years and years of pedophilia people were more shocked about how he got away with it, and how he could do how someone so beloved could perpetrate such aggressive, persistent acts of evil. Was that because he could not control his terrible desires, or did he actively maniacally perpetrate these acts of pedophilia?
0: With my definition, evil is there's some type of an effect on something, an entity by the perpetrator who is only thinking of themselves. With that definition, I would think that Sandusky is evil.
1: Yeah, but you were talking about intent. So is evil the product of an intention to destroy or the product of a failure of intent? So I do not want to destroy, but I can't help it. So that's my intent is there, but I fail to act on my intent or a product of, I intend to destroy. If we found organic causes or s- corollaries of different kinds of acts of evil, would you? St- would we still call them evil? And as we learn more and more about neuroscience,
0: is the idea of evil outdated? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot to take in. All right, yeah. I... As we're learning more and more how the brain works, I still think that there is evil, intended or unintended. I'm changing my, I'm changing my, You're upgrading I'm changing your my, you That's what this is all about, right? Absolutely. So. Flip flopper. I'm a flip flopper. <laughs> I am a proud flip flopper. Are you a flip
1: flopper if you flop from requiring intention to not, or are you a flip flopper if you require intention, you then don't require intention, and then you flop back to intention? Aren't you just flipping? If you switch, but you're flip-flopping. Oh, right. There's you... no flop. Yeah, you're just flipping. I'm just a flipper. Not a flip-flopper. Not a flip-flopper. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good.
0: <laughs> My list is about if you were an evil overlord. Okay, give it to me. It's courtesy of Peter Anspach, who said, this is what I would do if I were an evil overlord. Okay, did you and modify I... this? Oh, I took the ones that if I was an evil overlord... This is what so you took I it to personally heart. would do. You took right. it to heart. Right. Okay, okay. And I want to find out if you agree or what would you do if you were an evil overlord?
1: You think you'd be a better evil overlord? I or? think
0: so. I'm actually meaner than you. I think most people think that you are meaner than I am. But I think in re- reality, I'm, I'm. don't tell anyone. Shh. <laughs> I'm more evil than I you. I think
1: I give people more of a benefit of doubt than you in general.
0: I don't have patience for people that I don't One like. of
1: your best athletic abilities is jumping to conclusions you know
0: what that's not evil 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 it's not nice okay if i were an evil overlord Mm -hmm. i would not gloat over my enemy's predicament before killing them i would never ever utter the sentence but before i kill you there's just one last thing i need to know your twitter password (laughs)
1: No, that's not the right answer. <laughs> Wait, let me get another one. Let me try. That's not it. Let me give one more. Okay. Access to Hillary's
0: email. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it either. That's fine. That's fine. That's a perfect, perfect thing. Don't waste your time with this final thing. Done. Just shoot the person. Don't gloat. You don't need to gloat. Just shoot the person. Don't say anything. Get her, get her done.
1: Get her done. I right. think that's not very. I think I would get more. I would be, do more threats in getting.
0: Well, then they would have time then to... Oh, so you want to get it done before they Get it done! All right, okay. Yeah, don't gloat. Okay. I would be so secure in my superiority that I would not need to prove it by sending out little clues or riddles or something to find where I hid the body or anything like that. Like, like the bat- penguin or the, uh, what? what The Riddler. The Riddler, Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> the Riddler, exactly. the Riddler. I would not hide riddles. Like, who is it? The Riddler. Oh, or yeah. like
1: uh, Ted Kaczynski. He put out all those secret manifestos. Yeah. And, or people, who, serial like killers tooth. who leave their, yeah, the tooth or the yeah. special Finger. message. Yeah. You would just, you wouldn't do that because it's I a waste. I don't want them to find me. And it's a waste of time.
0: Yeah. I'm going to kill them, dispose of the body and call it a day. Okay. Yeah, all right. if I were an evil overlord. Okay. I would not let my hero, let the hero, not hero. my hero, but the hero. Like society's
1: hero. Right.
0: Uh-huh. Like, you know, Batman. Uh-huh. I would not allow them a final kiss or what?
1: Last meal, or even I want to make a final proclamation to society. Right, you you wouldn't do that. No, because why? Again, get her done. Yeah. So I don't know if you are an evil overlord or so much just efficient. efficient. <laughs> 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 and if killing is your only objective, then then I guess you're. I'm looking at all the ways that I could extract power and. Okay, stuff okay, like that. okay, okay. All here's right.
0: one. Here's one all then. Right. So I would never employ any device with a digital countdown. You wouldn't. No.
1: But that wouldn't allow me to quickly, at the last second, pull the red line to stop the bomb.
0: Okay, if you absolutely had to, though. A countdown? Yes. Yeah. What would you do?
1: I would... Include a riddle!
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I would do? What? I would activate, have it activate when the counter reaches a minute and 17 seconds. Oh, so
1: they're all huddled around there thinking that it's safe.
0: Or, or they would just be, the heroes would be just like trying to figure out their plan at that point. They didn't even get there yet. Okay. Again. And everything exploded.
1: I think that you are limiting your evil doing to killing.
0: Well, that that might just be, you know, knocking down a building or two. Okay. I I mean, I don't have to kill. Although... It wouldn't hide. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm an evil overlord, yeah. If I were an evil overlord, I would not maniacal laugh.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. That is, okay. First of all, that is total BS because you are the queen of maniacal laughter. You would weigh any possible harm in maniacally laughing as worth it because you love to maniacally if laugh
0: if i maniacal laughed i'd be throwing my head back and it would be way too easy to miss an unexpected development oh okay yeah so it's all about it's all about g- gossip like i don't want to
1: miss anything. <laughs> <else. laughs> yeah. if by laughing i miss gossip <laughs> it would be more like a yeah what would you do what laugh would you do
0: <laughs>
1: i remember barclay came to me Oh God, he was—I don't know how old—and he goes, "Mom, what's more real? Is this Barkley or Dane? Whoever it was, they were very. <laughs> what's young. What's their name? <laughs> Whatever, whoever did this, they. Mom, what's more realistic? He 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 or tee he he? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that could be either one of them. I
1: know. <laughs> oh
0: my God, what's more realistic? Hee hee he or tee he he? <laughs> tea- he-, he? <laughs>
1: God. Oh, um, my you... kids are so brilliant. <laughs> Very so proud. <laughs> they ask the hard, they ask, they ask the tough
0: questions. <laughs> if you were an evil overlord, what would you wear?
1: Oh, all right. I like pointy things. I like black, so I would wear. Pretty much black, like I usually do, but I would wear pointy shoes as long as I could move around really easily. But pointy shoes because they're cute and they also definitely distinguish you as maybe a wizard. And then, <laughs> wizard. and then the other thing is a pointy cape with a hood, but not like a not like one of those KKK things. Like a like a more, Jenny
0: worked really hard on that. <laughs> oh God! Best line from Django. Unch- oh God.
1: Anyway, I would wear it. Would just be like one of those points. that's kind of like a, a sleeve of wizard. <laughs> They would Cape know. Wizard. They Cape would wizard.
0: know you're evil. Then I would wear like bright, cheery clothes, maybe some sparkles. Okay, y- you would
1: w- you would be a drag queen because you like being a drag queen. Have you,
0: you ever heard of an evil drag queen? No. No. You know what? I wouldn't require my high-ranking females to wear those stainless steel bustiers. What about cod pieces for the men? No, I. You know. I think morale is better with a more casual appearance or a casual dress code. But don't you think that everyone should be wearing
1: a uniform so that your minions can know that they are under your thumb and that they know to where they can identify people in their tribe and you can control them? I mean, you can't just, you know, you have to have like a uniform or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. I would make them wear a nice, comfortable tracksuit. If I had a blueprint that showed where the main control room is, Mm -hmm. I would change that up and I would make it instead of the main control room, it would be the execution chamber. It would be where the sewage containment is.
1: So as they thought, but it would say on their control Name room. control room. So when they got to the, tr- you know, they're trying to deactivate your power and they open the door and they fall in a pit of poo. A pit of poo. You have really thought this out. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, the sequins and stuff, you think about wearing that in any condition. So I don't think that's to I'm not to, wearing any sequins right now. But you would if you had
0: them. That's true.
1: This you've really thought out. Yeah. This pit
0: of poo. I think a pit of poo is a great way to go. This is the last one. I were to be eating dinner with my hero, with, I'm, I'm the what, evil overlord. your hero? Like, like let's the say. The hero. Like, the hero. Like, what's a modern day hero? Like, if I were having dinner with Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. and I had to put poison in her wine, and then all of a sudden, I had to go to the bathroom. Well, that would be easy. You'd have your
1: flask with you. You would never <laughs> be without your flask. you just come back and drink from her, your flask and look at her, or you'd give your wine to Stedman and Gale.
0: Oh no 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 no! They've already fallen in the pit of poo. Oh oh! You've already. Yeah, got yeah. They're in the pit of poo. Yeah. Oh, because you're... the heroes don't usually lead the way. They usually send their sidekicks and things like that. Gale is definitely a sidekick. She's a henchman. <laughs> yes.
1: She, she's a she's a henchman for good. Yes. <laughs> but it sounds like you really have this figured out, and I think you. I'm I'm impressed. I think you would be a good evil overlord. Yeah. Although I think that there is a danger of the word evil because it's absolute. And when we play this evil card, this person's evil or that person's evil, it's to say that any kind of form of rehabilitation or reintegration wouldn't be worth the risk or the harding. Uh, yeah, I guess I can see that it's more
0: it's absolute. Defi- it's absolute. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It demands permanent banishment. Permanent death, a permanent solution. So we call these perpetrators evil to relieve the guilt we might feel in applying the sanctions. And it's kind of a cop out because if we try to explain evil as with brain scans or social conditions, it feels like we're absolving it. Yeah. And even if social conditions lead to conditions in the brain that cause, I mean, I guess, cause people, cause perpetrators to commit acts of evil. It suggests that evil is a part of the natural order of things and that our sense of trust in the world is tenuous. Well,
0: most people want to be the protagonist. They will find a reason I had a horrible childhood or I suffer from some mental illness. You can't really then have anybody be evil. Well, then there's schadenfreude, where we kind of laugh at
1: evil. So schaden, damage or harm, Mm -hmm. and freud, joy. There was a study recently, I think it was in the last handful of years in Germany, where football fans agreed to have electromyography pads attached to their faces. And then they would measure their smiles and frowns while they watched TV clips of successful and unsuccessful football penalties by the German team, Mm -hmm. by their arch rivals, the Dutch. The psychologists found that when the Dutch missed the goal, the German fans' smiles appeared more quickly and were broader than when the German team scored a goal themselves. So mm-hmm. the smile of the smiles of Schadenfreude are indistinguishable except for we smile more with failure.
0: It's like uh, Martha Stewart before she was indicted. People always thought that she was a victim of Schadenfreude.
1: Really because they thought she was oh or Hillary Clinton
0: or, when yeah. when she didn't win. Exactly.
1: Are you ready for the sort of fact? I am. All right. Zeus, Greek god Zeus. Love, He love was Zeus. the in charge of all the gods in the universe. And everyone, mortal and immortal, called him daddy. <laughs> he cheated on his wife Hera constantly. And sex did not always have to be consensual. Slapped. If he decided to screw a woman, he was going to screw her. And if that meant he had to turn himself into a swan or a bull or a golden shower of light, <laughs> Get her done. Golden shower. Yeah, that was like one of the things. You know, different people turn golden shower of light. <laughs> and Prometheus found out how evil Zeus was when he gave humanity fire. Guess what Zeus did? He chained him to a rock and had an eagle eat Prometheus's liver every day for eternity. Oh, that's evil. That's evil. And that's why this sort of fact that came out of AGPU ancient Greek prestigious <laughs> university, looked scientists at AGPU looked deep into the ruins in ancient Greece, and they were able to determine that 87% of Zeus's evil came from his effed up childhood. Thanks for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a few more things to let you know about. One, You can find show notes for every episode of ACLR and links to all resources mentioned at applycuriositylab.com forward slash blog. It's there that we'll wait to read your answers to each week's Curiosity bite. Two, in order to avoid missing curiosity bitten conversations, subscribe to Apply Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play and all the other spots that podcasts hang out and wait to be discovered. Toss up a review, especially if you have nice things to say. Finally, for all things Apply Curiosity, including information on workshops and your free membership to the tribe of the curious, go to applycuriositylab.com. In the meantime, elevate curiosity.